listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 176. CM Punk was victorious in his AEW return teaming up with FTR to defeat Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe in the inaugural AEW Collision at the United Center. It was also a big week for Chicago's own Sky Blue. We'll also recap Dreamwave Wrestling and preview Fusion Wrestling Chicago and take a spin through the local indies. And as a part of our coverage and sponsorship for WAW North America's A Night to Remember, we welcome the big-time super agent who has traveled around the world, the Chasmanian Devil, Chaz Moretti. You get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, a big week for Chicago wins in AEW with Sky Blue and CM Punk. Plus, there's even more AEW coming this week to Windrust Arena, just south of downtown, with AEW Dynamite and Rampage tapings on Wednesday night, the 21st. Alright, this past week we had Wednesday night, June the 14th. Dynamite was in Washington, D.C., but it was a big night for Sky Blue as she got her first ever shot at the AEW World Women's Championship. Unfortunately, Tony Storm defeats Sky Blue with interference from Ruby Soho. But on Saturday night at AEW Collision at the United Center, Sky Blue got a measure of revenge in a tag team match as Sky and Willow Nightingale defeat Tony Storm and Ruby Soho as Sky hits the code blue and pins Ruby Soho. Awesome to see Sky Blue getting a big win in front of her home crowd. And maybe at some point she'll get another match for the AEW Women's Championship as she was kind of screwed in her previous shot. And also, in case you hadn't heard, in case you were under a rock for a few weeks, CM Punk returned to AEW, joining FTR to defeat Jay White, Gardner Illinois' Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe in the main event, a six-man tag team match. At the beginning of the show... His return promo, CM Punk calls himself One Bill Phil and refers to the Young Bucks as counterfeit. Oh boy, pipe bomb. Here come the flames. Should be interesting, should be fun. And the Young Bucks did have a little bit of a retort, I believe, on Twitter. And hopefully, I mean, I really, really, really hope 
that they can do a match with Punk and FTR against Omega and the Bucks. It would be terrific. It would be outstanding. It would be big money. And I would hope everybody is professional enough to be able to pull this off because it, it would be the talk of the year in AEW. All right, going back with local and regional wrestling from this past weekend. Friday night, June the 16th, and Saturday night, June the 17th, up north of the border, Brew City Wrestling had a double shot, and on Friday night at the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, there was an eight-woman tournament to crown a BCW Women's Champion, and on Friday night, Paloma Star, with her agent, Chaz Moretti, defeats Brooke Tanner in the final to win the BCW Women's Championship. However, Saturday night, Brooke Tanner got a measure of events, wins the title from Paloma Star, so we have our first two BCW Women's Champions, and an up-and-down weekend for our special guest this week on Windy City Slam Podcast, Chaz Moretti. And Saturday night, June the 17th, we had Dreamwave Wrestling's Nothing But A Good Time at the sold-out Knights of Columbus in LaSalle. Let's get into it. We had Colt Cabana with the surprise partner for Hartenbauer, and they defeated the four-star heroes of Chris Castro and Matt Nix. In a women's match, Becca pins Kaya McKenna with a backslide with a bridge for a leverage pin. And then the wild child Connor Hopkins of Those Damn Coyotes pins Stephen Wolf after the Coyotes interfered and Hopkins hits a skull-crushing finale. In tag team action, we had Seduce and Destroy, Aaron Xavier and Bucky Collins, defeated Axel Rico and Marco Cordova, who were subbing for the Dope Kings. And after the match, special guests, the Brooklyn Brawler and the Nasty Boys join Rico and Cordova to beat up Seduce and Destroy. And then... Bobby Orlando pins Iniestra after a top rope elbow drop. For the Dreamwave Tag Team Championships, Wasted Youth of Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers defeats the hype of Hunter Holdcraft and 12-Gage to retain the titles when Mathers hits a top rope 450 splash on 12-Gage. And with Gringo Loco at the Ring of Honor tapings at AEW Collision, we had the number one contenders match for Gringo Loco's Dreamwave Alternative Championship El Hijo del Vikingo defeats Arez, Aramis, and Laredo Kid in a four-way match when Vikingo hits a top rope Spanish fly to pin Arez. And now Vikingo will get a one-on-one shot against Gringo Loco when Dreamwave Wrestling returns in early August. And WWE legend Scotty Tuhati pins Florida Man following the worm. And in your main event, the Dreamwave Championship, Old Evil Christian Rose defeats the ice pick Vic Capri in a last man standing match. Crazy stuff, especially late in the match. Earl Hebner, another special guest of Dreamwave this weekend, hits the ring. He becomes the new referee in the match. Christian Rose tries to bribe Hebner, pulling out a wad of cash, handing it to Hebner, but Hebner knocks it away. Capri stands up. He accidentally bumps Hebner, who fell down to the mat. Rose then clips Capri from behind. Then Hebner bends over, picks up the cash, makes a super quick 10 count before Capri could get up. So basically, yes, Earl Hebner screws yet another wrestler, and this time it's Vic Capri. And after the match, Earl Hebner celebrates with those damn coyotes. Man, Earl, what you won't do for a payday? He has screwed over so many wrestlers over the years. Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Vic Capri, you name it. Now, just crazy stuff. All right, upcoming this week, Thursday night, June the 22nd, PWX's Power Hour in Streeter. 
Friday night, June the 23rd, Premier Pro Wrestling is in Woodstock. And Friday night, June the 23rd, Fusion Wrestling Chicago returns with Burn Baby Burn at the Five Star Swap Mart in Villa Park. And for the Fusion Championship, the new champion, Axel Rico, defends against Cody Country, Cody James. And in a rematch from the last Fusion show, we have Hawaiian hitman Koa Laksamana versus the evil BOZ superstar Steve Boz. Jordan Cross faces Rafael Quintero. And in a tag team match, we have Doug Simmons and Mr. Television facing Apocalypto and Moondog Murray. Sounds like one of those car wreck type matches there, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. And also appearing NWA Women's Tag Team Champion, Chicago Sweetheart, Missa Kate. Also Friday night, June the 23rd, Game Changer Wrestling's Ride or Die is at Talia Hall in Pilsen. And Saturday night, June the 24th, we have Janesville Wrestling Alliance, wrestling superstars and collectibles at the Stock Pavilion in Janesville, Wisconsin. Also Saturday night, we have Racing Championship Wrestling presenting Pride. Also Saturday night, June the 24th, Southland Championship Wrestling presents Dissension. It's Rockin' Wrestling at the Steam Hall Brewing in Mantino. There's a band at 6.30. The main bell rings at 7.15. And one match that I found out recently will be SCW Genesis Champion, Hawaiian Hitman Koa Laksamana, defending against Jimmy Carrot. Plus, you're going to see... Last week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, the SCW High Voltage Champion, Warren C. Freiburg III, Esquire, and Hunter Payne, Odinson Berserker, James Creed, Jimmy Blaze, Scott Spade, Eric Schultz, and much more. Also Saturday night, June the 24th, Circle Six Wrestling presents Clean My Wounds at Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago. And also Saturday night, June the 24th, Gali Lucha Lire will be at the Gali Studios in Villa Park. And on Sunday, June the 25th, a collaborative show with Promociones Azteca and Gali Lucha Libre presenting Rancho Azteca in Winnebago. All right, coming up next on Windy City Slam Podcast, we welcome back the Chasmanian Devil, Chaz Moretti. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad South in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you.
All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. And as a part of our coverage and sponsorship for WAW North America's A Night to Remember, we welcome a big-time super agent who has traveled around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chasmanian Devil, Chaz Moretti. Welcome back, Chaz. Well, Mike, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And of course, it is all true. So therefore, it's not bragging. regardless of what some people would like to believe too bad it's not bragging it's all good but anyway thanks again for having me on the show as always and um you know i just wanted to um take this opportunity to announce once again that the world association of wrestling waw from norwich england made famous by the movie fighting with my family is holding their first ever event it's not a show, it's not an indie, it's an event. It's a professional wrestling event in North America, July 28th at the beautiful Tinley Park Convention Center. It's a Friday night. VIP meet and greet starts at 5 o'clock. First bell's at 7. And uh, we got a few announcements about some other things that I don't want to talk about today, but we'll talk about in the future. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be a history-making event. This is the first time WAW is, uh, and they're, their North American counterpart, WAW North America, is uh, co-promoting an event of this type. And so without further ado, let, let's get into it. All right, let's talk a little bit about a night to remember. But before we get into that card, though, the history of the creation of this show probably goes back to the beginning of Chaz's relationship with the Knight family. So how did your relationship begin with the Knights? Well, you know, the WAW has been around since 1994. Ricky Knight... And uh, his wife, Soraya Knight, and their family have been running shows in Norwich, England, and actually all over England since 1994. I mean, they've had such British legends on their productions as Steve Quintain, Jason Cross, uh, the UK Hooligans, the UK Pitbulls, a very young Thomas Latimer. Nick Aldis was one of their trainees. And, and, you know, probably the most famous of all of the Knights, Paige, uh, the former Paige, mm-hmm. Soraya. And we all know what's what's gone on in her storied career. But, you know, back in 2011, I was fortunate enough to manage Soraya Knight. I was fortunate enough to manage Mom at POW Entertainment. We had, uh, we had met previously at Shimmer and struck up a conversation, and she had said that she would need representation in the United States, and uh, I happened to manage her at Powell Entertainment, and we caused a riot. We were at the Villa Park, I think it was the American Legion Hall in Villa Park, and we literally caused a riot because, you know, the fans here had not, they only seen her, they went to Shimmer, they only saw her once, and they didn't understand that I handle her bookings, but I don't control her. There's no controlling Soraya Knight. She's a whirling dervish of energy, and uh, a couple of them got in the way, and they paid the price to the uh, to the midsection in the groin, if uh, if you catch my drift. And it was a full-blown riot that night. But, you know, that started my relationship with the Knights. And um, it's it remained for, God, the from 11 until, well, up until the present time. But um, they booked me for Fightmare last October. And, you know, I'm, I'm humbled and proud to say that I am – the first and only American manager. Now, there's been another. There's been other American talents, both workers and uh, retired talents like Mick Foley and Scott Hall, 
that have worked Fightmare, but I am the only American manager, the only dedicated manager slash agent to ever work Fightmare. And I'm very proud of that accomplishment. And I was fortunate enough to represent a, a rising star in the UK named Bullet. And, you know, if you're going to keep an eyeball on anybody, keep an eyeball on Bullet. Because once he comes to the United States, you'll never see anything like him. The guy is a he's six foot two, 285 pounds of British tank. And he's uh he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, sounds like a huge guy to me. And going back to a night to remember, this is gonna be a stack show. We have Zach Zodiac, Sweet Soraya Knight, Thomas Latimer, the NWA women's world champion Camille, Scott Spade, the Golden Boy Greg Anthony, who is the AIWF champion right now. The legendary Mustang Mike, Miles Mercer, Willie the Bomb Richardson, C Red, Moondog Marine, so much more. So, putting this show together, if in, in if you if you were promoting this show and putting this together, how did it, this talent just come together? Let me let me stop you for one second. I have absolutely zero interest in becoming a promoter. Mm-hmm. That is a thankless job that I will never fully explain to you. How guys that promote month in, month out, or in Greg Anthony's case, um, down at Pro Wrestling Mid-South weekly mm-hmm. is beyond me. Yeah, I, I couldn't handle the aggravation, to be honest. But I'm, I'm fortunate and proud to be a part of this uh, stellar professional wrestling event. And so I'm privy to the card that's been made public so far. So um, without further ado, let, let's go down the card. All right, in your main event, we have... The WAW World Championship, Zach Zodiac, defends the title versus Thomas Latimer of the NWA in a two out of three falls match. And obviously, Zach Zodiac is the brother of AEW star Soraya, a.k.a. Paige and Brittany Knight. So what do you think about this? You know, it's a match for the ages. Uh, you know, little known fact that when Latimer was coming up out in England, uh, he he was on quite a few shows for WAW. So he and Zach aren't strangers to each other, but this is the first time that they'll be wrestling in the United States. In fact, this will be Zach's first time wrestling in the United States. So, you know, Latimer wanted Zach to put the WAW title on the line, and originally Zach wanted it to be a British rules match, which is a rounds-type deal where the, the title's on the line no matter if there's a disqualification or not. And Latimer's camp didn't want British rules. They wanted North American rules. So they settled on North American rules with a twist. Rather than being one fall, it's going to be two out of three falls. Title can only change hands on a pinfall or submission. Uh, DQ, count out, double DQ will not uh, allow the title to change hands. And so, um, you know, the last time I saw a two out of three falls match with this kind of intrigue was superstar Billy Graham against Howdy Race at the Super Bowl of Wrestling down in Miami back in the late 70s. So I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on this match, as everybody should, because this match is, is definitely something that you haven't seen before in a number of years in the United States. And then you have the NWA Women's World Champion, Camille. She's been champion for over two years, and she defends the championship against the matriarch of the Knight family, Sweet Soraya Knight, and you, Chaz Moretti, will be in her corner. Well, you know, here... I'm not going to take anything away from Camille. I mean, 700 plus days as champion. She's a fighting champion. 
unlike some people that blocked me on Twitter, and I won't get, I won't name names because I'm not going to put them over, right, Nick? But she's defended against anybody and everybody. She's not shied away from the challenge. When my office went to WAW and said, I'd like to get Soraya Knight her first ever shot at the NWA World Women's Championship, Camille was more than ready to accept that challenge. So I can't take anything away from her. But you know what? She can wrestle all the Thunder Roses and Serena Deebs that she wants. She's never, ever stared across the ring at somebody like Soraya Knight. And I'm going to be there ringside because, like I said, given my long-standing relationship with the Knights, I am definitely going to represent my client, Soraya Knight, in this first-ever shot that she has at the North, at the NWA World Women's title. And, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Don't bet against Soraya Knight because that belt, that Burke belt, may get a new picture on the center plate and might be going back to England very, very soon. Just saying. Yeah, I, I can't lie. I'm looking forward to that one very, very much. Uh, been wanting to watch, see Soraya Knight in person, and this is going to be an exciting match. And Camille, everybody, as everybody knows, can bring it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Take nothing away from her. Fighting champion, great physical specimen. She's a, a very capable wrestler, but she's going to be ex-champion come July 28th. And speaking of matches, I'm really looking forward to. This is going to be great. The AIWF World Heavyweight Champion, Golden Boy Greg Anthony, defends against Scott Spade. He's the current Power Entertainment Champion. And of course, Spade will have the devious Mistress Misery in his corner. Greg Anthony, what, what can you say about this guy's career? Multiple-time NWA National Champion. Former NWA World Tag Team Champion. Pro Wrestling Mid-South Unified Champion on a number of occasions. Now the current AIWF World Heavyweight Champion. And the guy is, he's just quality up and down the line. But, you know, he's got that West Tennessee style. Now he's going to go up against Scott Spade, who was trained in the Nashville East Tennessee style. So it's an intriguing matchup. And again, like you said, the intangible is Mistress Misery. Because you know she's not going to just stand there and, and allow the match to happen without uh, interjecting her, her, uh, her special qualities into that match. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely going to be one for the ages, the one fall. 60-minute affair, and uh, it's a toss-up as far as I'm concerned. I have no idea who's going to come out on top. And Spade is a guy I, I just love watching work. His old-school mentality, ring psychology, storytelling, all that good stuff. That's going to be one hell of a match. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then for your vacant WAW North American Heavyweight Championship, Mustang Mike was supposed to face Gal Gavin Alexander but unfortunately, Gavin Alexander was involved in an incident. Could you tell us a little bit about what happened? Yeah, very simply, Gavin Alexander was sitting at home one Friday night. And uh, next thing you know, some crazy nut job. And, and we're seeing this more and more in our current society. Some crazy nut just started shooting up his house, case of mistaken identity. And Gavin got shot in the leg twice. And basically what happened was um, he got very lucky. Uh, the bullet did not shatter his uh, his femur, as originally thought, uh, it did put a hole in him. But you know he's going to heal from that without surgery. 
So God bless there. Uh, an inch and a half, the doctor said that an inch and a half further, it would have hit the femoral artery and he would have bled out on the floor within a minute and a half. So he's very upset that he's not able to compete at a night to remember, but uh, the powers that be at WAW and WAW North America have assured him that he will get a shot at the new champion uh, once he's back to 100% and cleared by the doctors. And that leaves us to this match. Gavin was being managed by the sinister minister of fear who goes way back. He's a Hall of Famer, goes all the way back to the Bob Luce days mm -hmm. as uh, the former partner of Buddy Jack Roberts with the Chicago Freebirds. Uh, so the sinister minister is uh, is no stranger to big matches, and he, WAW, allowed him as the manager for Gavin Alexander to pick Gavin's replacement, and he came up with a replacement that shocked everybody. So challenging Mustang Mike, who, by the way, was the last recognized NWA North American champion and was never beaten for that belt, little known fact, Mustang mm -hmm. Mike is going to be staring across the ring at none other than your boy, Mason Perks, with the Sinister Minister of Fear in his corner. Big shot for that kid. Huge opportunity. Sinister Minister is getting him primed and ready. So, again, another match that, you know, it, it's a main event in by itself, let alone on a card of this kind of stature. I just saw Mason Perks wrestle a couple of weeks ago. He's the new Power Entertainment Midwest champion. The kid has got the goods. I mean, he's really put in the time. He went through the power school, and he's he's got the talent. And for him to go up against Mustang Mike, yeah, maybe that's a big jump for him, but I think he can Huge hold jump for him. I mean, here, what people may or may not remember is Mason Perks' debut match was at Powell's Wrestle Rage. And his opponent was Ruthless Ramon Rodriguez, who at the time was managed by me. So I, I know Mason Perks firsthand, and I've watched that boy's career from his first match onward. Um, he did he accounted for himself very well down in Daytona Beach a couple of years ago at the NAWA Jingle Brawl. He was involved in the in the Rumble for the uh, NAWA champion. And uh, you know, he counted himself very well. But this is a big jump in class for him. Mustang Mike's not going to take easy on him. you got to understand, Mustang Mike never lost the North American title, the NWA version. So now he wants the WAW version of the North American belt. Mason better bring the A game because Mike's coming and Mike's coming for blood. Yeah, and Mustang Mike goes way back. Clarby close to 30 years in this business. 30 years in the business. I mean, he's a mainstay down in the Louisiana Territory, with which was the old Mid-South. And, you know, uh, well, what can I say about Mustang Mike? Like I said, the guy's quality. He never lost the North American title. You know, so he's going to be, he's definitely going uh, to be a force to be reckoned with. He wants his belt back. No matter if the version is NWA or WAW, North American champion is North American champion. And he wants that belt back. And then we have the WAW North American Women's Championship. We're going to crown a champion here. We have the Midwest Slayer, Stacey Shadows. And she was originally supposed to take on Miranda Gordy, but there's also been a replacement in this match. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you know about that. Well, the Midwest Slayer, Stacey Shadows, what, what more can you say? She has got to be the most fearsome female wrestler in the history of the Midwest. 
and I'm going back to the days where you had Candy Divine and a young Sherry Martell and Medusa. None of them could match the power and just the sheer ferocity of Stacey Shadows. And her original opponent was the Bad Street Babe, Miranda Gordy, but Miranda underwent ACL surgery. Her rehab is progressing well, but the doctor will not clear her to compete before July 28th. So she had to listen to the doctor's orders and, and withdraw from this match. But the, the booking committee, the championship committee for WAW and WW North America has found a more than suitable replacement. NWA star Samantha Stark will take on Stacey Shadows for that vacant title. And in her corner, now get ready, people, because I'm not exaggerating. In her corner is her mother, the one and only perfect 10 baby doll. Yeah, you heard it right. Baby doll's coming to Chicago. And she's already told us, she's already sent telegrams and messages that her daughter's going to become the WAW North American Women's Champion. You can make bank on that, she said. So if ever you have if you have not seen Baby Doll live and in living color, this is your opportunity. Buy a ticket. Yeah, and Samantha Starr's been doing some great things in the NWA as well, and quite the lineage in that family as well, if you want to get into that. Ah, well, you know, where where do I start? So you've got Baby Doll, you've got her father, who was I don't care how many titles or, or lack of world titles he's won. Sam Houston is a worker's worker. I mean, I've seen that man get in the ring and just do and just do things that were undescribable and so effortless, so natural. I got to say, Sam Houston's probably one of the best natural wrestlers I've ever seen. You know, short of of the short of Dustin Rhodes and, and the man that I consider to be the ultimate natural wrestler, the ultimate journeyman, George South. I mean, could you imagine being in that locker room, being in the NWA Crockett locker room in 86? Everybody in that locker room from top to bottom, from the guys on top of the card like Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff, all the way down the line to guys like the Mulkey Brothers and George South and Sam mm -hmm. Houston and, you know, the list goes on and on. That whole locker room was quality, you know, and and – so you look at, you know, you look at Sam, you look at Baby Doll and her, her history going all the way back to world class with Gino Hernandez, who, by the way, I, I still maintain Gino Hernandez, God rest his soul, if he didn't get involved in, in some of the shady things that he got involved in, would have been the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight Champion. I firmly believe that. He was that good. Yes. You know. All of the talent. Exactly right. Yes. All right, moving on, we have a tag team gauntlet that we were talking a little bit about before we went on the air. So go ahead and fill me in on that. Well, the WAW has decided to, you know, we were going to run a tournament in September, and we, and, um, we couldn't get the venue. That, I didn't get the venue um, squared away that they had asked me to get squared away. It, wasn't, it was just due to uh, scheduling conflicts. And so uh, rather than hold a separate tournament, we're going to hold a, a gauntlet match. Uh, for the WAW North American Tag Team Championships. And, I mean, there are going to be five teams involved. We're still working on some of the details with a couple of teams. But I can I can tell you right now, the House of Pain is definitely going to be in that match. They're out of New York City. Mm -hmm. Hakeem Ali and Nick Payne, if you don't know who they are, look them up. 
They're they've been around as a tag team for almost a decade, and they've won just about every title you can think of on in the Northeast. Uh, Andrew Anderson's going to team up with Marco Cordova. Youth Gone Wild is going to be in that match, and you know a couple other teams that we're still BMI, and and one other team that we're still working on the details with. So it's going to be a, a five a five team gauntlet match. It's not going to be a rumble. It's going to be a pure gauntlet. So two teams get in, one team gets eliminated, third team comes in, elimination, fourth team, fifth team, until we crown tag champions. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be one one awesome match that we're going to look forward to on that card. Yeah, and you mentioned BMI, the Bruiser Mass Index. Those guys, I've seen them wrestle a lot for POW, and they remind me of an old-school type team, Brain Busters, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, or even like an FTR of today who, you know, has their, you know, influence from those type of teams. They're just a couple of technical wizards, bruisers, you name it. I, I love oh, watching their work up at Their work up at UWE in Michigan uh, is well-documented, but – all right, they they told me I don't listen to the powers that be, so I'm going to say what I want to say. I don't care. What are they going to do to me? I got more money than God. They can find me all they want. All that is is just beer money for me. So actually, in my case, it's martini money, but whatever. BMI is going to be managed. They're going to be reunited with Joey Roth and Roxy Hart. So, yeah, you've heard to hear first. BMI is going after those tag titles. And they're coming with the symbols. They're coming with Joey Roth and Roxy Hart. What more can I say? Joey Roth, the Roddy Piper of our time. Mm -hmm. Whether you like him or you don't like him, you got to respect him. He gets things done. He accomplishes what he says he's going to do. Yeah, he's a heat magnet. He's a, he's a he's a mover and a shaker, and he's a guy that definitely gets under your skin. But he also gets results. He's smart. He's smart. He is probably one of the masters of manipulation. He throws you off with all of his with his annoyances, while deep down he's ensuring that his clients have the best opportunity to win championships and to win gold. And you got to respect that. And I know there's more talent on this card that has been announced but hasn't been put in the matches yet. So what do you know in terms of some of the other talents on this show? Uh, matches are still being made, but like you had said at the top of the show, Miles Mercer and C-Red are booked on the show, as is Willie the Bomb Richardson, who's making his in-ring uh, return. So he's uh, I know he's been managing down in Indiana, but Willie's assured me that he wants to get in the ring. So he's coming down. Moondog Murray, who's been a, a, a stalwart lately, a, a rising Young talent on this Midwest scene is going to be on the card, as is Brutus Owen Wesker. So, I mean, Bow, come on. Mm -hmm. um, coming up from Memphis as well as the Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket is a, a young masked wrestler who's been uh, who's now the uh, Pro Wrestling Mid-South Junior Heavyweight Champion. So he's coming up, and he's, he's coming up strong. Central Illinois standouts like James Gein, who's just as crazy as they come. You know, and... And others that we're going to announce as we get closer to uh, the date of the event. So we're definitely going to, there's definitely going to be people on the card that you've seen before up here. And there's going to be people on the card that you've never seen before. And, and what I'm proud about, what I, what I applaud the, uh, the North American and the WAW booking committee for doing is they are showcasing talent 
across the spectrum. You know, you're not getting all flyers or you're not getting all bruisers or you're not getting all technical wrestlers. You're, you're getting a variety of styles in a variety of unique matchups. And I think that's what separates this show from others that are being, uh, that are being put on in the area. And, uh, you know, here, if I can, if I can uh, use a pun, WAW is definitely going to make an impact on July 28th. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. I think I know why you went there, but we won't get into it. Oh yeah. That's a small so. thinly veiled shot. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> And also, there was another name that was announced on the WAW North America Facebook page, and a guy I've really been following very closely the last few months. It's the Hawaiian hitman, Koa Laksamana. And You know, I, I left him out on purpose, and I, and I wanted to – I'm glad you brought him up because Koa Laksamana is got to be – I mean, for a guy that's been around, God, since the, the Windy City days and stepped away for a number of years and came back, and, I mean, right now, he's the hottest thing going in this area without a doubt and you know you put he's got an intangible he's got an asset that is more than capable at ringside in in cali malia mm-hmm. so i mean uh, while the waw north america booking committee has yet to announce what match he's in rest assured no matter what match cole is in it's going to be exciting yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Uh, really, you know, into the fitness and stuff. But yeah, he and he gets in the ring. He can be a little crazy. He could fly around. He did, he gets some of the technical stuff. He can uh, brawl with you too. He's got a full package. He could throw at you. I mean, I don't know him personally, and and I've never had the opportunity to either work with him or work against him. But from what I've seen, you know, he's got talent. I'll give him that for sure. Anything else to talk about in terms of? I know there were some referees announced and some other things. Uh, do you want to well, go you know, to that? Sure. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we are fortunate to have the services of Bobby Perella as one of our referees. Bobby's been got a mainstay in the Midwest and with Powell Entertainment since long before I got in the business. I mean, Bobby's been around, what, 15 years? He's a more than capable referee. Our senior official is Justin King. And Justin, as everybody knows, has had experience with every major promotion in the United States, NWA, AEW, uh, WWE for a number of years. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate to have Justin as our senior official. And uh, we're working on, we'd like to hold four officials on the cards. We're working on two others. But one that I can be proud to say is working this show for us, and, and I'm so proud of her after everything she's gone through and the kind of perseverance that she showed in in coming back from cancer treatment and and breast surgery and whatnot, Sarah Budnick from Michigan is going to be refereeing our show. And Sarah has been tabbed to be the uh, the third person, the the woman in charge for the WAW North American women's title match. So Samantha Starr, and Stacy Shadows are going to have the very capable Sarah Budnick as the referee for that match. And she's that not going to any nonsense from Baby Doll. That's for sure. <laughs> that ought to be good. Sarah should be laying down the law on that one. Oh, absolutely. All right. Once again, it's Friday night, July the 28th, a little over five weeks away. WAW North America presents A Night to Remember at the beautiful Tinley Park Convention Center in South Suburban Tinley Park. 
bell time, 7 p.m. There's a 5 p.m. VIP meet and greet. And Mikey, I'm going to stop you right there because okay. I got an announcement that they told me to hold back on that I'm going to announce right now. So you ready? Yep, go ahead. The VIP meet and greet starts at 5 o'clock, and it goes to 7. At 6.15, we are going to allow anybody that buys a ringside ticket to enter the meet and greet from 6.15 until 7. First bell goes off at 7, and the meet and greet's over. So you take a look at our ticket prices. VIP, which is the first four rows guaranteed, and those are almost sold out, by the way. VIP and ringside are, are just there. We're a little over a half a saw right now, a little bit more than half a saw. I'll be conservative. We're a little bit more than halfway to a complete sellout with five weeks to go. But those seats, if you take a look at the card you're getting, the people that you're going to be meeting, the talent that you're going to be meeting, $50 for VIP, $25 for ringside. We're going to open up the doors for general admission at 640, 630, 645. And actually, the meet and greet is going to end at 630. So 6:30 we'll open the doors up for general admission, which is only $15. I mean, you're not you're paying indie money for a, a show that's not an indie show. That's the best way I can describe it. So if you want advanced tickets and you don't want to pay, and one thing that we're not going to do, one thing that uh, that Ricky Knight and Powers over at WAW told us that we're not going to do is we're not going to raise prices at the door. We don't believe in that nonsense. Okay, so you're not going to pay more at the door than you pay in advance. However, you're going to run the risk of this thing selling out because that's what we're expecting. We were shocked by the initial response and this show is going to sell out long before july 28th and we're going to turn people away i'm not joking so do not think that you can just walk in and there's going to be vip seats waiting for you because they're probably not so go to eventbrite.com a night to remember or if you're in the areas go to jack's place in midlothian they have tickets to sell go to the dakota inn in Alcid, Senor Marlins in Lions, contact myself, contact the Sinister Minister of Fear. We all have tickets to sell as well as Eventbrite. Eventbrite's the easiest. Go to Eventbrite, a night to remember. Buy your tickets. You will be guaranteed if you go VIP to first four rows. You'll be guaranteed rows five through eight if you go ringside. If you go general admission, well, you get what's left. I'm sorry. But that that's they're not called the cheap seats for nothing. But I definitely wanted to make that announcement right here, right now, that we're going to extend the meet and greet, not the VIP portion, not the five o'clock private portion, but we're going to extend the meet and greet to ringside customers as well. So if anybody that bought a general admission seat wants to uh, step up to ringside, they can do so. Contact me either on Facebook or contact WAW North America. And we'll make arrangements to take, uh, you know, the remaining $10 in difference in ticket price from you and, and upgrade you to um, ringside. And we had over, we had a number of fans that bought tickets in advance for both general admission and ringside that are getting a free event t-shirt out of the deal. And that, that offer ended on May 31st. And so for June, we're offering 20% off of general admission on Eventbrite only, and then we're going to upgrade ringside to allow them uh, a pre-show meet and greet from 6.15 to 6.45.
So they don't get an hour and 45 minutes. They get a half hour. But, hey, you want an hour and 45 minutes? Drop another 25 and get the VIP seats. All right, that's it for me being long-winded. Sorry about that, Mike. All right, Chaz. Thank you so much for coming on. And before we let you go, go ahead. And I'm going to put your promoter hat on one more time. Promote your social media. I'm not media. a promoter. Don't call me that. No, but, you know, you still Thank have to promote you. yourself, right? Oh, promote me? Why? Yeah, I'm promote yourself. Uh, promote your social media. If you have any merchandise and if there's anything other than... Merchandise? I'm a heel. Nobody likes me. <laughs> merchandise. means. Yeah, what about your socials then? Yeah, a couple things I'll, I'll promote on my socials. So you can find me on Facebook at uh, Chaz Moretti. You can find me on Instagram at ChazM319. You can find me on Twitter at RealChazM1. Uh, those are my three main social media platforms. Uh, if you want to send donations, uh, I don't need them, but if you want to send me money just for the fun of it, go ahead, reach out. I'll be happy to take your money from you, but I don't need it. I yeah, you do have money. a cash app. Uh, pardon? <laughs> you do have a cash app. <laughs> well, I got cash app. No two ways about it. I got a cash app. Oh, and uh, and and by the way, I, I meant to um, I meant to surprise you. The media package that Windy City Slam has bought, we've actually enhanced that for you a bit. So not only are you going to be featured in the program that's going to be offered that evening, but we're also going to have Windy City Slam. And all of our sponsors featured on the covers of our guardrails surrounding the ring that night. So a little bit more exposure for you on the broadcast, which, by the way, our show is being filmed and edited and will be presented by WAW on their streaming platform on an on-demand basis. Uh, so there's no live stream at the moment, but there's going to be an on-demand. And so Windy City Slam will be proudly uh, displayed on that worldwide broadcast. That is awesome news, Chaz. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you again for having me. And thank you to the people for all their support of WAW and WAW North America. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to have the American wrestling community, especially the Illinois and Chicago wrestling community, witness the just the what makes WAW special. Great to have Chaz Moretti back on the show. And it's going to be a very, very exciting WAW North America's A Night to Remember. This is a special event. It's happening Friday night, July the 28th at the Tinley Park Convention Center. Just a little over five weeks away. Tickets are still available. Go to Eventbrite. Check out WAW North America on Facebook for more information. This is going to be a barn burner. All right, next week, we're going to preview a big weekend in wrestling, including WWE Money in the Bank, and with Warrior Wrestling returning with Friday Night Lights, we welcome back special guests, the men behind Warrior, Steve Tortorello and Eric Hamilton. They're going to be joining us and can catch it all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.